All right, guys. How are we doing, Chris? How's it going, my man? Doing well, man. I thought when you held up that five, you meant five more minutes. I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> no, no, that, that was a that was a quick, uh, a quick, yeah, we, clip. We, we were too excited, there. too excited to get into this episode. Yeah, man, it's a it's a big day, Chris. Um, we got a lot to talk about, a lot of stuff that um, you know, we we hoped we'd never have to talk about, but you know, we're gonna have to talk about, it, and that's and that's the reality of uh, covering a sports team. Doing all that is you can't just talk about the positives about a, a player or a team. You have to you have to talk about everything. So we're gonna have to get into the Anthony Edwards situation. We're gonna get into the Carl Anthony Towns comments. Um, those ones are also kind of they're interesting. Um, we're gonna go into a little Jake Lehman tribute, which I think is is important that we do because we were we're huge uh, Jake Lehman supporters, and um, with him no longer being on the Wolves, I think we should we should talk about him want to talk about the movie hustle a little bit and then uh michael grady he uh did the nfl ravens game i actually didn't get a chance to listen but i know you did so i want to hear your thoughts on how he was and what to look for this year yeah no that all sounds great to me um what kind of is that a bananas hat um oh what are they called um my grandma actually gave me this hat before she passed and they're like the Biloxi shuckers or something i don't know she's a minor league baseball team oh i thought, I thought, it was thought, the, the, hat, thought the hat was pretty cool i mean it's like a clam on there if yeah. anyone knows anything about the team comment below i don't i don't know a thing about them so i thought it was the savannah bananas i was gonna say as no a, that'd be cool to have one of those hats though wearing the saints shirt those are kind of our competitors in the in the minor minor league area so entertainment baseball entertainment space baseball entertainment space is a good way to put that all right so chris without further ado let's get into the uh into the first topic um which is the anthony edwards comments that were made on his instagram story um what night was that uh i don't know but all i remember is, is you sent me and andrew a text of like did you see what anthony edwards says and i'm like no like there's nothing on his story and then uh, we found the leaked video, and yeah, it definitely was not, not, not good. Um, actually, my mom texted me before we went live tonight. She's like, "You gonna talk about it?" I'm like, "Like we covered the team. We got, we got, we got to talk about, got to talk man. about it." Um, first of all, I think the biggest, you know, takeaway is the actual statements he made, which were, I mean, pretty um, unprofessional and obviously sensitive to a lot of people. Um, pretty homophobic statements i mean it it sucks because you never want to hear your franchise player and like a guy a lot of people look up to and a guy that we really like um say those things and then i think the other big issue um besides just saying the saying the stuff is is posting the video on social media which is kind of a you know lack of awareness on his part um for all of it but especially just actually posting a video like that on social media because you have to kind of know you know the repercussions of stuff especially stuff like that that you post i mean anything you post on on social media is has the ability to get anywhere or has the ability to turn up you know even years later um so i mean it's a lesson i think for him especially but it's also a lesson i think for a lot of other people regarding social media too um really be careful what you say and i know me and Peyton take it pretty seriously because i mean we the stuff we post is public um we want our opinions and views to i mean we're we're good 
people, but we, we don't want to ever slip up or say anything that would offend someone. So you have to be really careful. Um, you have to be really careful. And I hope, I hope he gets more educated on the situation um, regarding his comments. And I hope he gets more education regarding um, what he posts on social media. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's really disappointing situation for me. I just, you know, Anthony Edwards was kind of regarded as this kind of perfect person honestly like what did he have any has he had any slip-ups or any situations yet where it's kind of been a reason to question his character uh, not any that really make like fox news and cnn and stuff like that so yeah so i mean it's just it's tough that he he slipped up like that and i just can't believe that he would post that it just it's dumbfounding to me that someone would be that stupid to post that on Instagram and not understand what repercussions are going to happen and, and how that's going to affect him, how it's going to affect the team, how it's going to affect his brand. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he lost sponsorships because of this. He's going to lose money. He's going to get fined. He might even get suspended. It's just for Anthony Edwards, the fun loving guy that we all love. It just really sucks to see that. And you know, but it's not the end of Anthony Edwards. I don't think that this means he's a horrible person. I don't think that this means that he will never bounce back. I think this is a great opportunity for him to grow, for him to, you know, look at himself in the mirror and say, why Why did I say these things? Do I really mean these things? And if he does, then he's got to look at areas to grow in this and just, you know, get better as a get better as a human. But I really don't think this is a cancel Anthony Edwards situation. I think that he's already suffered the consequences enough just by his image. And I think he's someone that takes pride in his image and how people view him. So just by already like the amount of like repercussions he's gotten from the, so from the media, I think he's, he's already learned a lot from it. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, one other thing is I, I really think, I wish he would have had a better apology on Twitter. It seemed very cookie cutter, very just like, cut and paste i wish he would have been more personal about it and i hope that he comes out and mans up to his his comments and talks about it in an interview or something and just you know really really goes out of his way to make this better because i don't think it is a good representation of the person that he is and who he wants to be yeah yeah i mean i don't know you're gonna like i have an anthony edwards jersey so i mean not not saying I won't wear it around, but it, it definitely makes you think twice of like uh, you're going to be judged in public because, uh, I mean, he's got to understand that, though. Um, I mean, there's always going to be something kind of tied to his name with those comments. But hopefully, you know, I think if he I mean, I think we, we, we both believe, you know, sincerely in giving people second chances. Like, I don't I don't think one moment defines you um, in your career. I mean, however, you got to be able to live with that on your name and all you can do is just uh improve and you know try to try to just move past it so yeah man i think it's a it's a good opportunity for ant to grow but it is it is definitely disappointing um well let's get into the next topic which we have a happier topic next which involves um Another Timberwolves player's comments um carl anthony towns said i am one of the best offensive players in NBA history, which is, you know, it's, it's quite interesting statement for someone to make when they, um, have never won an MVP, have never won a scoring title. But I mean, what, what do you think about those, about that, Chris? First of all, I, I 
I want to say that the quote was taken out of context, I think, a, a bit here. He didn't just come out and say, like, a singular quote of saying I'm I'm one I'm one of the best offensive talents ever or whatever. He was talking about the pairing of him and Rudy and how they each kind of cover up each other's weaknesses and kind of apply to each other's strengths. Like he was talking about how Rudy's one of the best defensive players ever. I feel like I'm one of the best offensive players ever. I think I think there was a bit of a exaggeration there. Um, but however, I did do some digging because I kind of wanted to see where he stands. Um, and there was an interesting stat I found on Twitter and uh, just to make, make sure I double checked it on basketball reference, but Carl Anthony towns. And I don't remember who's first place by the way. So don't ask Carl Anthony towns has the second highest offensive rating in NBA history for players who score over 20 points per game. So take that as you wish as however you view offensive rating if it's if it is the all encapsulating offensive stat or not it does go to show that efficiency wise um skill wise he's up there with some of the greats um i'm not gonna say he's he is the greatest i i don't know who's uh, i i don't know who's the greatest offensive talent ever but it's definitely not carl anthony towns <laughs> it's, it's probably not cat but it does go to show you his skill set is very unique, very unique. Um, some would say this. I think Dirk's really the only favorable comparison to Cat. Um, Dirk's obviously, I think, got him in the mid range, but I, I really do believe Cat's the better three point shooter than Dirk was in his career. Um, oh, yeah. I think Cat Cat's had the higher efficiency on higher efficiency on more shots um, from three point land, shot attempts per game. By the way not for career. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have like, I, this is another thing like, like Twitter. I feel like people look into stuff a lot. Um, like really try to analyze it. It's kind of just like, yeah, he thinks in his head, he's one of the best offensive players ever. Like, I, I don't think that's, but what's wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong. That's what I was about to say. I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking you're one of the, one of the best. I think that's good. You should always have that attitude in life. How are you, how are you going to get anywhere? If you don't think that we have number one Timberwolves podcast in our bio, whether we're number one to you or not, whether we're number one in analytics, an offensive rating, we're the number one. um, Yeah. But to us, to us, of course we're number one. So that's kind of the mindset you have to have. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I wasn't aware of, the, like the context of what he was talking about, but that makes a lot of sense. And it just, again, it shows you that you can't take everything word for word, what you see on Twitter, the quote you see, but yeah, I don't, I mean, if he would have said, or if the quote was, I'm the, one of the best offensive big men of all time, I don't think anyone would have batted an eye. Like, I think that's a, everyone agrees with that. He's one of the best offensive centers ever. Um, probably the best three point shooting center, as he said, so yeah, I like the confidence, and I I like how he's also talking about the Rudy Gobert thing, how they complement each other perfectly. Speaking of Rudy Gobert, did you see his uh, stat line today? I did. I actually post. Go check out Instagram Hallen underscore at underscore the underscore Mike. <laughs> um, we have a new post out. Kind of shows you Rudy Gobert's line. I think it was nineteen nineteen and ten. I think. No, it was but it was nineteen fourteen and two, and a big win over Italy. Um, France needs, I think, two more wins. I think they're in the they're going to the semis right now. I'm really not sure who their opponent is. Like I said earlier, I only watched the highlights of those games because they're 
at really random times. For uh, sure. Um, I think today's was at a, a more normal. Yeah, time, it was it was afternoon, but I mean, Peyton and I are full time college students, so we don't have we don't have that weekday kind of time. afternoons on our hands just to watch basketball. But yeah, um, there's it's really it's it's, it's really cool to look into because I think. I know we're a little off topic now, but it's cool to look into because they're two completely different games. Um, you know, France has Rudy doing a lot of stuff he will not be doing in the NBA. Um, they have him <laughs> handling the ball up top and trying to trying to upgrade his offensive game more when really he his offensive game is just cleaning up the glass and dunking, which I don't think any of us really have a problem with. Like, if that's what he does and plays – all fame historic defense. I think we're all fine with that. Um, yeah. But it's cool well, to see the contrast, contrast between the games. Oh, for sure. Now, Chris, you said you wanted to get into a happier, a happier uh, um, topic next. This one, it might, it might make you sad. It might actually ruin the, the whole mood of this whole podcast. But I mean, we gotta talk about it, man. We gotta talk about it. Jake Lehman, fan favorite, um, the only player to receive. MVP chance when we're losing a game and he has zero points at the target center. The only player to get the loudest ovations every single time he touches the ball. Jake Lehman is no longer a Minnesota Timberwolf. He is a Boston Celtic. And we just wanted to go over some of our favorite Jake Lehman moments. Chris, I'll let you start off with one of yours. Don't You don't have to say all of them, but your first top number one Jake Lehman moment. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's in the top right corner right now. I think that was kind of just the ultimate summarization of Jake <laughs> Lehman's career with the Timberwolves after Ryan Saunders was fired because that ties into another one of my favorite moments. Um, but there's a video. I think it was during the playoff series, not the play-in, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was during the Grizzlies series. Um, someone posted a Twitter video like, who is this dude? Like, how, how much you play in the night? And Jake Lehman walks by, gives him the silent zero. So it was... It was awesome. That was so Jake Lehman. Um, that's my number one moment, but I but I do have some more. My so that that is just a fantastic moment, and I'm surprised he had the balls to do that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I feel like at that point he was kind of like, you know what? I know I'm not going to play. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be here next year. Fuck it. Let's just uh, let's just be funny. Try to get some views on TikTok or whatever. But um, my favorite Jake Lehman moment is when he posterized Taco Fall. That was a, like, <laughs> yeah, I, that was, that was one of mine too. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was when taco was still on the Celtics. Yep, um, it, it was. was, it was, was it during the COVID? No, that was last year. I believe. No, it was two years yeah. ago. It was two years ago. Um, yeah, it was kind of six. Jake caught the ball on the wing, gave him a little pump fake. We're all like, ah, oh, man, Jake's going to the rack against taco fall. Just goes baseline and slams it on him. Everyone's just like, who is this guy? going crazy i i wish jake layman hit him with a little too small i don't know if that was such a big thing then but oh man that was that was awesome to see that's that's definitely up there that's a good one um, and, um yeah that moment makes you forget like how good these athletes really are like you look at jake layman i don't know what it is about him but everyone's just like non-athletic all he can do is like shoot i don't know and did you see how freaking athletic he is like he dunks it he had some nice dunks over his career like he was one of the better dunkers on the Wolves, and it's just like it goes to show that looks aren't everything with Jake. Yeah, and this leads me into my other um, moment, how you said these NBA players are so much better than the average person. Um, if you guys remember the first game of, 
I believe it was the 2020 season, Ryan Saunders last season, which he got fired midway through the season. But that first game of that season, guess who was the starting four coming out? It's it's kind of funny because how far how far the lineup has evolved. But Jake Lehman was a legitimately the starter in our first game of this our our season debut, and I'm pretty sure he scored. Someone will have to fact check me because I didn't get time to do this today. But I'm pretty sure it was 10 points. I think Jake Lehman scored double digits as our power forward in the first game of the 2020 season. Yeah, and I think the funny part about that was like we didn't like bat it. Like we weren't just like. Why the hell is Jake Lehman starting? Like, oh yeah, Jake Lehman, Lehman starting. Like, it wasn't like that big of a deal. Right? Like, yeah, he's our starting four. Like, he's not that. He's not horrible. And then the minute Chris Finch gets in here, Jake Lehman doesn't see the court ever again in a normal moment. And I think that was probably for the best um, for this yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, you you can't argue with that. <laughs> um, another, actually, this is my last um, Jake Lehman moment, and it's it's more so Jake Lehman moments. Um, you know how the Timberwolves do the, you know, the pregame outfits and stuff. There's always one guy that just seems to stand out in those Instagram photos. And it is 100% Jake Lehman. Jake Lehman was the outfit MVP. Um, you could argue Vando. You could argue D'Lo. Um, but I think even those guys would tell you. Jake Lehman is the swaggiest dresser, period. Like, that guy is such a good dresser. Um, Such a good I wish we, I, I wish I wish we had some. Fo- I know it's a lot of. We won't have photos for you, but please go look at some of Jake Lehman's pregame fits, postgame fits. Guys, swag. Let's see the example. Like, what kind of example? Like, what? What's an example of that? <sighs> see, I, I can't describe. There's just too it's just, many. It's um, just his, dri- his his drip. You could say is just on. Let's just, put. I'm gonna go find a photo after after the stream here, and we'll put it in on the Instagram the corner. We'll put it on. I'll go put. I'll go post a picture of Jake Layman's fit on Instagram for you guys, and you guys can go rate it. Um, I would be. I, I would be mistaken if I didn't also mention Jake Baby. Jake Layman. Had, had, Just call him Jake Baby. <laughs> Jake Baby. So that, that's baby. how you feel about it. Jake Layman had a child. I think that's also a high moment in Jake Layman's career. I'm sure. <laughs> so, Jake Layman just. I think Jake Lehman had like the best three-year stretch of his life with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think just everything right happened for him. So one of your favorite Jake Lehman moments is that he had a kid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> how could I not be happy for the guy? <laughs> no, I loved, uh, I loved the Jake Lehman MVP chance. I think that's it's one of my favorite Jake Lehman moments, and it's also a really sad moment because, I mean, whoever went, whoever played high school basketball, you always had that one kid on your team that would never play unless you were blowing them out or you're getting blown out and they'd go in the game and everyone would cheer like wanting them to shoot and if they did get a basket everyone would go crazy like it was like impossible for that person to get a basket so it was almost like they're ma- they're mocking you for being so bad and like the fact that you actually scored is awesome so when jake layman a professional basketball player who dunks on taco fall who does all these things like actually makes it makes a shot people go crazy chant mvp and it's just a tough spot to be in, so I'm I'm happy for him that he's he's getting a fresh start, and I'm hoping he's not as memed on the uh, on the Boston Celtics because you never want to be that guy. No. And going in to the next topic, Chris, another meme within the Timberwolves community are the uh, statement Saturdays. Um, I think we all 
we all have our opinions on the uh, on the neon green Timberwolves jerseys, and it seems like we're changing up this year. What do you think on the on the black ones? Yeah, I mean, again, this is unconfirmed, just like the unconfirmed City Edition jerseys that the are Bob also Ross on our ones. Instagram. Bob Ross jerseys. Wait, can I um, can I say a statement on that? Yes. It uh, it has nothing to do with Bob Ross. It's actually Bob Dylan mural. Bob Ross is the guy with like the long hair who paints like the. Uh, I thought Bob Ross painted it. I don't think he. It's of Bob Dylan, who's from Hibbing, Minnesota. I think that's. I don't think Maybe. Bob Ross painted it. I mean, that'd, that'd be sick if Bob Ross painted it. But we got um, someone in the comments section corrected us, and uh, so I thought I thought we should bring that up. But yeah, so okay. go back to statement jerseys. Yeah. So again, these are unconfirmed, just like the city editions are unconfirmed. But what? a tendency that seems to keep showing up is these are usually like, they're usually very similar to the leaked versions that show up on Twitter and stuff before. Like I really haven't seen one that isn't right. So most likely this is going to be your statement Jersey. Um, thoughts, I guess we're, we're, we're like the, we're like the fashionistas of, of basketball podcasting. Like, I feel like that's all we care about is the gear and the uniforms, but yeah, I mean, I kind of, I, so everyone's hating on them, of course. Really? I feel like that's just the that no, I've on our Instagram too. You can go see. There's a lot of hate comments. I feel like a lot of knee jerk reactions to new jerseys all the time are like these are trash. Like I unless they like have trees on them, unless they have trees yeah. on them. Man, oh, I, got the I don't. Trees. I I I kind of like it. I kind of like. I love the Jordan symbol on the jerseys. I think the Jordan symbol looks super sick. Um, I like the heather gray. It's not really black. If I'm not mistaken, it's kind of like a really dark gray. I really like that. Um, I like a hint of lime green too. Like I don't like the full jersey being lime green. I wouldn't say the statement, the neon statements are my favorite. But I think a little hint of lime green can go a long way. You know how like the the Seahawks old jerseys they had like those heather gray jerseys yes. with the with the neon trimming on them. It it reminds me of that a little bit, but with a darker gray. So I'm. You know, are they my favorite jerseys of all time? Probably not, but are they? I think they're pretty. I think they're going to look really clean on court. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the hate at all. I mean, I feel like all the hate in Timberwolves jersey country, everyone hates the neon greens. So if we're replacing the neon greens with something, I feel like whatever it is, it's got to be better than the neon greens. And I think these are a lot better. I I thought it was black. If I'm going to be honest with you, but if you're saying it's dark gray, then I I believe you. But if but e- either way, I think it's really clean, um, and I would go as far to say that these are better than the navy jerseys, the neon jerseys. I don't. Know, I think the only jerseys right now that the Timberwolves currently have. For all the viewers watching on YouTube, yeah, you might be right on the black. Maybe I was no, we got it. That wrong. We got it in the top corner right now too. Oh, perfect, perfect. The, the same photo. Wait, even if it's black, dude, I think that's They're sick. Clean. It kind of it reminds me of those um the our city jerseys 2 years the ago. Nor- See, I didn't love the North Star jerseys design, but I love the color scheme and I think and, this and, does the color scheme better. Yeah, but those were statement jerseys. Statement jerseys are supposed to be out there unique and it, those were so boring and plain that I was like, "Oh, those should be just like a normal jersey." And that's exactly what these are. Simple, plain, nice tat nice touch of green. The only thing I'm not sold on here, Chris, is the is the words. I don't. I feel like the Timberwolves that just looks horrible on the front, the way it's written. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I that mean, might just I... be the mock-up, I think. And also the the um, 
that green line on top of it. That kind of looks strange to me as well. See, and, it's like it's these little details that unless you're like buying the jersey and wearing it, you're really not even gonna you're just gonna notice the silhouette of the player on the court wearing it. So I think I I mean this is a, a whole nother issue to address too, is just <laughs> I know it's such a money grab and I know people buy them, but dude, like, can we stop having new jerseys every single year for teams? Like, I think it's just so dumb. I think it takes away from the brand. Like you, you go and like watch an NBA game and you're like, who, who is playing right now? Cause all the jerseys are different. Like Denver's wearing orange, like Philly's wearing like bright red for some reason. Toronto's wearing yes. gold. Like what's going on here? I just want to, I want to see the team's logos, and if they have a cool historic jersey, let's just bring those back. Hey, Chris, you bring uh, up some my great thoughts, points, my opinions. You bring up some great points, but you know, I think anything's better than the lime greens. I have a lime green cat jersey, and I think it it is meaningful now because that's when he scored sixty two or whatever he scored. So I mean, but I don't know. I'd say uh, let's jump into the next topic, Chris. This one's something we should have talked about all, all summer when we were on our hiatus, but Bo Cruz, Kermit Wills, Adam Sandler, the movie Hustle. It was a it was a it was a pretty good movie. Like I, I was expecting it to be terrible because I, I all most sports movies to me at least aren't that great. The acting's pretty bad, but I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good movie. I mean the storyline, pretty predictable, but overall, solid movie. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we watch it here, right? Yes, yeah, I watched I it with you, you were visiting. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I thought, so everyone says, like, Anthony Edwards was amazing and they love him. And I, I, I mean, yeah, I think he was good. I think people need to highlight the man of the hour some more, though. I thought Wancho's acting was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I thought he, he Wancho looked- was great. Like Anthony Edwards, he was good. Don't don't get me wrong, but yeah. he was still like, oh, if you were watching, you'd be like, yeah, he's an NBA player. Like he's not an actor. But Wancho, like I feel like people would be like, yeah, there's a bunch of NBA players, but that main guy is probably a, a, an actor. Like he was that good. Um, is he currently on a roster right now? I think someone might have signed him to a training camp contract. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I, I think he's he he will be trying to start the season somewhere, which, I mean, which is good. Up. I'm happy. Um, I also thought there was just a lot of intricacies in the movie that were really, really cool. Um, you know, just starting with using all the NBA branding, like they got to use all the Philadelphia 76ers branding, um, logos. There was a lot of really cool NBA legends in the movie, current day NBA players. And the coolest part I thought was how they actually let Adam Sandler onto the court last year during a game against the Celtics when Wancho was playing. And I thought that was like wild. Like people didn't know they were or probably people didn't know it was probably reported. But at the time, I, I don't think a lot of people knew that Adam Sandler was filming a movie on just like a normal regular season NBA night. So it was pretty cool um in that aspect i thought it was i don't know i like obviously it wasn't so realistic but it's like it's realistic enough to make it a good story and i thought it was i thought it was a good movie so yeah i mean usually my big your everyone's biggest complaint in sports movies are like the actual sport part of it just looks cheesy because like i mean what's that one movie where the quarterback like tries like that meme on um on twitter where the quarterback's like throwing passes and they just look horrible I don't know what it is, maybe like Blue Mountain State or something. But 
that's a show. But yeah, no, I know what you, I know. I get the gist of what you're saying. Yeah, like it's the the action of the sports usually takes away from a sports movie. But for these, like it was super realistic. Like the training was insane. Like the, that training montage when he's running up the hill, that's electric. Um, and yeah, like it was they were actually playing in those scrimmages, which I think is super interesting. Like those were live scrimmages that they were doing. It wasn't like very scripted at all. Um, another thing that I thought was really interesting is how they had like the NBA superstars, but they were kind of just like extras, like cameos. Like they weren't like, usually if a movie gets a big NBA superstar to be in it, they're going to try to make like the movie about them, but they just kind of had them be like on the side and it kind of made it seem more realistic, at least to me. Yeah. I think it was interesting how like, like Tobias and most of the other 76ers players did the movie, but it's like funny how they made it out seem like, cause like Joel wasn't in the movie. So they like, they, they like made a little subplot for like Joel getting traded. Like, Oh, the Sixers made this wild trade. Like, so I thought that was cool too, how they added that. Cause he, I don't think he, he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. So what does this uh, mean for Wancho who is currently on the Toronto Raptors? He signed a one year deal. Does this mean he, uh, is he, because, I mean, his NBA career, I mean, after this year, if he doesn't turn it around, I think that, does he keep looking at doing more movies, or is it kind of like a one, a one-time a one thing for him? I don't know, man. All I know is Tim Connolly took the first shot on Wancho, though, to start his career. So, I mean, who, know, who knows? Maybe Wancho's back in a Timberwolves uniform. I, I, I mean, why not? Why not give him a little 13th man role? Who knows? Maybe he could... Maybe I think he is a good actor, though. I think that's probably what he'll pursue eventually. Um, I think after putting that on display, I think that's a it's a good resume builder. Um, I don't. I think I think Wancho could really diversify his portfolio. I feel like he could go out there and do something like do like an action movie or something. I could see him in like one of those like, you know how The Rock and Kevin Hart do like a bunch of crazy cheesy action movies together, but they're funny like Jumanji yeah. and stuff like that. I think he could be in one of those. Well, another another subplot I want to, or a subpoint I want to go into is Adam Sandler. He likes to keep the same people in his movies all the time. Like he likes to have all of his friends. So could you see him bringing Wancho in again? Maybe Ant as well. Once Ant cleans up his uh, his messes and stuff, do you think that Adam could bring them both back for another movie, a comedy oh, movie? Man. I don't know. I, th- I think Hollywood. That's that's hollywood's probably pretty tough on that on that type of stuff so i, I <laughs> at least watch you at least watch it don't pair him together yeah, at least watch it i i'd hope it i mean i hope that wouldn't take away any opportunities from him but at least watch i think we'll get another another so shot yeah. michael grady chris i when you texted me this this topic i didn't even know that he did nfl games but apparently he did the the ravens game this weekend and how how would he sound yeah so i mean i didn't really I only listened to a bit of him. I didn't, I wasn't watching the Jets game. I was watching the Bears beat up the Niners and the biggest monsoon I think I've ever seen. Out of hibernation um, season two? Out of hibernation might need to come back. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought he was good. Uh, he was doing sideline reporting in the Jets Ravens game. Um, I don't think you can really get a tell on. I mean, he just, he sounded like he sounds in real life. He wasn't commentating. He was just reporting. So, I mean, it's it's really not the same thing at all. But I thought he was good. He had his facts straight. Um, hey, that's good. That's better than us. Yeah, that is better than us. No blunders that I noticed. Um, but I guess 
that's I wanted to mention that, but I was really wanting to tie this back into Dave Benz because I don't really don't wow. think we've addressed that. No, since um, it happened when he got fired, I think we tweeted a bunch of stuff like bring back Benz, but I don't think we. I think we, we were in off season mode yeah, at that point. Um, so first of all, I think there were a lot of knee jerk reactions as there often are when big decisions are made. I think there's a lot of knee jerk reactions both ways on the spectrum. People can never just take the middle ground to start off something. And we're included in that. I think both of us really wanted to bring, like we thought it was kind of a, a monumental season. And I think we both kind of paired Dave Benz into that. Um, I think he was a part of that monumental season because how are you going to watch the Timberwolves without the, you know, special commentators, Jim Pete, and Dave Benz. I mean, I think they made the season very enjoyable. Um, when we weren't live streaming, we were listening to them. Um, even in the playoffs, I turned them on because I, I didn't want to yes. hear Stephen A. and no. Richard Jefferson commentate a game. So it was good. Um, I think it was a great era. Um, well, not really a great era because the Timberwolves were terrible throughout when he actually commentated. So I feel bad that they're starting to get good now, and then he gets canned. But I think that just comes with new ownership. I think that comes with a new era of Timberwolves basketball. Um, but it is too bad. I, I I know a lot of people don't like Dave. Um, I know people think, like, the ant jokes are corny, and people just don't think he's that good of an announcer. A, really? A, actually, a large a, – a decent portion of the fan base thinks that. I, I think most people are indifferent or like him. Um, I thought he was fine. I mean, again – it was it was a it was a knee jerk reaction. I don't think he's the greatest commentator in the world, but I thought he was suitable for what the Timberwolves were. I think a a team that's kind of um, doubted and no one really watches. And I think that's kind of what Dave Benz brought into the the studio. I think he was underrated. I think is is a great word for Dave. Um, hopefully, Michael Grady is uh, is all we hope for. Um, but yeah, I just I just hope the hiring's an upgrade. That's I guess that's all you can ask for and brings in a, a new era of Timberwolves basketball here. Yeah, I think the problem was it it was just a, a personal thing. Like I think we all cuz you know Dave Dave brought us through those really really tough years of Timberwolves basketball and he made those games when we were losing by 30. He made them entertaining and that's what was so great about him is he might not have been the best um, announcer of basketball games but he was able to make a non-interesting game into a very interesting thing to listen to and it kept us listening instead of just shutting it off when we're down by 30 because it's like oh let's see what dave's got to say because that's when he really got to come out of his element and just say you know be himself and i loved that and i think it's really hard to let someone go or to see someone uh see someone's time end with the wolves but you know i think there's a lot of people chris that are a lot smarter than us that made these decisions and i think it made sense but you know i feel bad for dave for sure but I don't want I, – I think it sucks that that tarnishes our first impressions of Michael Grady because he's always going to be the guy who replaced Dave Benz. And, we, and we're, you know, he's not going to have the most positive expectations coming in from all of us. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be new. But, you know, I'm happy to see – I'm excited to see what he, what he, what he's like. Yeah, no, it'll be great. I, it's always fun um, just to have something new too. I think that's why the start of the season is so fun. It's something new. So I think – that could be the same with um, Mr. Michael Grady. But I also, um, I think Doogie said this in one of the Scoops podcasts. I think the Timberwolves were actually aiming a bit higher than Michael Grady, but 
maybe struck out or couldn't strike a deal. So that's also something to watch. Um, maybe Michael Grady wasn't their first target there and maybe it was someone else, but it is what it is. I can't wait to embrace Michael Grady. I'm going to give him as many opportunities as possible. Hopefully he's a great compensator. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you want to get into some comments here? It looks like we got nice comment section going. Yeah. Yeah. Read them off. Let's hear them. All right. Dalton Voss says we win in at least one playoff game this year. And then he said, Ant says something question mark. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> someone's not been. Yes. Someone... Yes. Yes. And yes. I, I would say yes to both of those things. Um, um Will Cardenas, a good buddy of mine from the uh, St. Paul Saints, says Shauna says hi. Another St. Paul Saints employee. Hi, Shauna. Shout out from CHS Field. Just want to say forever a saint. Um, and then Will also says better than what Jamal Murray did. So that's an interesting. <laughs> or interesting what, did Jamal, what did Jamal Murray do? He accidentally posted a video on um, social media on his Instagram story. Now, do you kind of remember now? I do remember that actually. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. Um, <laughs> Dalton says Ant is still a kid. Lessons will be learned, and he will mature. Um, Synodex says, "Yo, Jake Lehman is the goat." And then Kieran <laughs> said, "He's so beautiful." I think he's talking about Jake. I would. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Hopefully, I, don't I hope so. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know who he's talking about. But then he also says, "Are those city jerseys really real?" King Physique says. It looked dark gray, but I might be colorblind. So what do I know? <laughs> I am Timberwolves <laughs> fan comes in. Yeah, just a lot of, a lot of great comments, man. I'm happy to see the um, everyone everyone chiming in. Um, Kieran says, "Rip Dave Benz." I really liked him. Yeah. Wait, you got anything else to say, Chris? Um. Honestly, no, this was uh, another, I think we've had some good, good packed episodes. I think we're making the most of our, of our, um, I think we're good at that coming up, coming up with random Timberwolves things to talk about. I think. I mean, uh, that's what we do. That's what, what this what whole thing do. started on, Chris, was just talking about random Timberwolves things. I think one thing I want to bring up is um, if you guys can't sense it in the air, it's getting close to doogie time. Um, I don't know how close, I don't know how soon, but something changes in the air when it's getting close to doogie time. And I think it might be within the month for sure. I want to get him on before the season. So Chris, I don't know if you can comment any more on, on the, the doogie alert, but I think, I think it's going to be soon. Yeah. I think there, there will be a DM out to doogie, I think in the next week or so. And uh, hopefully we can get him on before the season starts and season starting very soon. Preseason starts in less than a month. Actually it's in like, Two weeks, right? Two, yeah, I, two, well, I had it, training. Uh, training camp starts in the week, doesn't it? Yeah, I had the um, on the ticker on the bottom of the screen. I had the exact amount of days. I think thirty-nine days till the start of the season um, against the Oklahoma City Thunder on October fourteenth. So maybe maybe we'll do a live stream for a live stream for the first preseason game. for sure for the first game. No, 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 not the, no, no, not the preseason. No, no. You, no, I think I think we should do the first because. We know the guys will be playing in the first game. Maybe just maybe do like a first first half. Maybe a react yeah, maybe a reaction first quarter first half, who knows. All right, yeah, whatever. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great rest of your week. Why are you laughing? No, I'm not bad. <laughs> We're Thanks. good. Have a great week everyone. We love you all. Keep watching our stuff. See ya. See ya. Why are you laughing?